And what is up, everyone? I am Joe DeHoyos. I am host of Beyond the Woodline. Uh, real quick, before we get started, I'd like to talk about my Bigfoot research and the group that I'm a part of. For those of you who may or may not know, I am the executive director of the JRG, which is the Jevning Research Group, headed up and founded by William, William Jevning. Uh, he's a great guy. If you guys don't know him, I'm sure a lot of you guys do if you follow Bigfoot. Uh, he's had like over 40 years experience. And uh, we have teams all over the United States, including Oregon, Washington State, California, Tennessee, Ohio, Michigan, Minnesota, New York State, Baltimore, Oklahoma, uh, Florida, and of course here in Texas, you know, where I'm at. So if you guys have any uh, desire to research this elusive creature, man, let me know. We'd be happy to have you. And you don't necessarily have to get out into the field. If you just want to research from behind the computer, behind your cell phone, that's fine. You know, you can help us with finding locations, finding reports, finding witnesses, uh, you know, and uh, you can help out that way. We take everyone from all walks of life. You know, it doesn't matter who you are, and we'd be happy to have you. You can just hit me up at beyond.woodline at gmail.com, and, uh, man, we'll get to talking, and we'll get you started with us. But uh, enough of me. I know you guys don't tune in to hear me talk. You know, I've got with me tonight Rick uh, Brown. He's the stage and theater manager of the historic uh, Haunted Monroe Theater. How you doing, Rick? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. man th th thanks for joining the show and doing the show. No problem. You know, it's a real honor to have you, man. It's a real honor. Uh, Glad to be here. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the Monroe Theater, it's, it's, it's well known. People know of it. Um, so I think, you know, you know, having you on is just, like I said, it's just such an honor to have you on. And, uh, if you don't mind, you know, why don't you give us a little bit about your, uh, background about yourself and how you got involved with the Monroe theater? Well, actually, um, I got involved, um, uh, they just called me in, uh, 2019 out of the blue and, uh, asked if I could help organize a talent show. And I said, yes. And. I did that and they didn't have any sound equipment. They didn't have any lighting. They didn't, they really didn't have any idea at that point in time um, what they needed to do. So I started and it just kind of got to where I stayed. And then about a year and a half ago, I became a full-time employee of the theater. And uh, now I take care of the uh, overall managing the building and stuff from day to day and also i book all the entertainment and deal with the contracts and stuff like that different shows and and whatever cool man yeah so where where were you at prior to the monroe theater be, uh, regarding the paranormal um i had i was curious about it um had never really ran into any issues with it, you know, always heard ghost stories, told ghost stories, shared ghost stories, but never really uh, went anywhere. I enjoyed going to haunted houses and stuff like that in September and October. And uh, when I came here, I really didn't think anything of it until um, uh, we just had some odd things start to happen. And nothing scary, just things that didn't make sense. And just about the time that we were talking about having somebody take a look, there was a team out of Belmont County, Ohio, called uh, Belmont County Spirit Seekers, which they kind of reached out to us. We reached out to them about the same time. They came over and uh, did an investigation. And we met with them about a week later, and they said, you do indeed have some spirits here, and we've got some evidence to show you. And they had some phenomenal EVPs. Um, one of the spirits actually said that his name was Vincent, very clear. Um, they've gotten other EVPs on the stage where uh, uh, there's a deeper voice down there that says hello and he said welcome a time or two and uh, one time they asked where he was and he said i'm in the water well at the time that didn't make any sense but it kind of did to us because 
prior to the theater, uh, prior to the Arts Council getting the theater, it had sat empty for years, and the basement flooded and was full of water for uh, several years. So when he said he was in the water, he probably really was in the water. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I like that, man. That's that's uh, to me that's like validation, right? You know, that, that somebody's there, that something's there, and you know, I've you know we've had a little chance to talk about this prior. Um, it seems like everything that happens there is 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 very peaceful and very, um, I guess you you could say when they interact, it's 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 all willingly, right? It it is. Um, the ladies from Belmont County uh, were so gracious to uh, go into depth with us, basically how to handle this from day to day, um, kind of explaining what we were experiencing, what was going on, how to interact and different things. And now it's actually a pleasure. Um, they do like to play games with us. Uh, they often hide things. Um, they often turn a light off. We'll turn a light off and they'll turn it back on. Um, just just different little stuff like that. Um, they did interfere with the movie projector one time. And uh, I said people probably thought I was crazy, but I went up to the projector room, sat down and talked to them. And it just hit me the difference between a, a, a digital projector today and what they were used to. And I explained to them that that's, that's what was showing the movie and would they please not bother it. And since I did that, we've not had any interference um, since that date with any of the movies. Hmm. Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. So you still have events and I guess uh, uh, show movies and have uh, people play there, I guess? We, we do. We have, uh, we just had a... Uh, um, let me see. We just had Paradise, the the Meatloaf tribute. Here uh, it was an amazing show. We uh, recently had uh, the tribute show to uh, Conway Twitty and Loretta Lynn. Uh, they were here. Oh, nice. We do a uh, a community hee haw show that's kind of a spinoff of the um, television show. And that's, uh, we do that as a fundraiser for charity to one of the local charities. Uh, we have talent shows, we have movies, we do uh, have a show a movie and we'll have characters here to meet the kids. Uh, we've had, we are probably one of the most outside the box venues that you've ever seen. Um, we've done bake sales, we've done auctions, we've done, uh, like the sky's the limit we're not afraid to try anything and um we just run with it you know we see what the people were interested um back in february we had a our spinoff of the uh television game show the price is right it sold out it was a fan we're getting ready to have one in the fall that's a spinoff of the family feud and it's already sold out as well um, here in the fall, we'll have uh, Captured Detroit, which is the Journey Tribute Band. Um, the Jersey Boys for the Beach Boys show. Uh, so uh, yeah, we got we have a lot of lot of uh, fantastic shows here. Yeah, man, it sounds like it sounds like it's a really fun place to go and, and actually work, right? Uh, is, is it is, is it really work? <laughs> it does. It does. And in fact, um, just out of nowhere one day, I was actually thinking um, there's nothing around here. It's a very small community, nothing around here for the kids to do. And I said, why don't we just put an arcade in? Well, we don't have a lot of room, but we did that. We actually installed 24. Um, those consoles have a total of 116 games. and now we actually have a, a like a retro arcade here for the kids. They they come in all the time to play games, and we're currently under uh, total renovation. We've always got something tore up or or uh, remodeling or something, but the beat goes on. We just continue to do what we do and. People understand and they love coming here. They say every time they walk through the door, it's like a step back in time because for the most part, we're preserving the most of it as it was in 1939.
Yeah, and that's I don't think people realize just how old that that theater really is. Yes. And I want to talk to you about the uh, about the renovations, but I want to ask you first a, a little bit about the history. Can you tell people some of the artists that have actually performed there? We've had a lot of artists here. Um, the uh, we are about fifty five miles or so from Wheeling, West Virginia, and of course the uh, WWVA eleven seventy radio which is now uh, housed in the Capitol Theater in Wheeling, um, was the home of, or is the home of uh, the Wheeling Jamboree. And back in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, virtually all of the Jamboree members that played in Wheeling also played here. And the same went for uh, WSM, the Grand Ole Opry out of Nashville. When they were passing through, they would stop and play at the Monroe. Um, when we started digging through some archives and found out, you know, like Roy Acuff, Minnie Pearl, uh, Hank Snow, uh, Grandpa Jones, Ramona, his wife, um, Patsy Cline, uh, Little Jimmy Dickens, Ernest Tubbs, you know, some of the biggest, uh, Bill, uh, yeah, Bill Monroe, some of the biggest names from Nashville have been here to our theater. And um, it was just amazing to uncover some of that stuff. And, you know, when we called uh, Nashville for help, some of the, like, uh, researchers or whatever, they quickly found out um, at first, first they thought it was kind of crazy um, that we were digging because he'd never heard. But then he dug a little bit, and he's like, oh, yeah, we, we, yeah, we did definitely know about the Monroe Theater. And um, with the, I don't know what it, um, we're thrilled. The Monroe Theater, it, it seems like it's started a fire that's had gasoline or um, in 28 days. We increased our views for uh, followers. Um, our actual uh, followers, our reach, I'll say. Um, our reach went 70,000 in 28 days, um, which we thought that was phenomenal. You know, we're just a little theater in the middle of nowhere in southeast Ohio um, that we thought nobody knew about. But in its day, the, the Monroe was a very um, noted theater. Yeah, and I think that's why you've got so much positive energy there because there was so much uh, positive people there playing and performing, right? You know, and, and I, it's just you know people having a good time and uh, all the artists you mentioned, you know, there were great, great, great artists in, in, in their time and even still now, you know, people people know those names. Absolutely. You know? um, was it Roy Rogers and Trigger there? Roy Rogers was here and Trigger. Um, uh, yeah. We've heard many of the older people that can remember him being here um, tell the story about him laying boards down on the stairs so they could lead Trigger right up on the stage. And um, um, we have little souvenirs here from when the Cowboy Show was here, harmonica and uh, a Jew's harp and I forget what else. But we have some little trinkets that was sold as souvenirs for that show. We've got uh, autographed pictures here of Roy and Dale. And um, I talked to their uh, son, Dusty, a little bit uh, about his mom and dad. And we're possibly looking in the next year or two of having Dusty come. He does a tribute show uh, to Roy and Dale um, themselves. And uh, I'm told it's pretty pretty good. So we're, we're thinking about getting him just because Roy Rogers had been here. But all the, all the Cowboys had been through here. Tex Ritter, Gene Autry. They, they were all here. I mean, we had a huge Hollywood presence here. Why they had a lot of the actors here, I don't know. Um, you know, but we did. Actors and actresses, they actually came to promote their films. And, you know, back in the day, people would come to meet them. And uh, it was uh, absolutely spectacular. Um, the lady that owned the Monroe Theater, and that's why we're just basically carrying on a tradition when, when you look at it this way. Um, the lady that owned the theater 
was a very very aggressive business lady in 1939, which was probably unheard of back then for a lady. Um, but the uh, art theater was uh, formerly a department store that went bankrupt in the uh, Depression, and she bought it. They tore it down, and, and uh, Monroe Theater was built, and it was one of three theaters. It was a sister theater to the Roxy in Caldwell, Ohio, and a sister to the Capitol Theater in Blair, Ohio, and they operated under a company called the Woodsfield Amusement Company. And when we installed our arcade, we actually resurrected the sign, and we operate a company to this day. Um, due to the uh, wide or broad range of entertainment and things that we do here, because we, we do a lot of community outreach. Um, we've done we uh, spearheaded a a Christmas statue program that had nothing to do with the theater, but we took it on and, and designed. We, we thought it was going to be eight or 10 statues uh, for Christmas, and it turned into 115. And um, it's just been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's amazing. And I, 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 you know, like I said, we've had a chance to talk, and I really love the story of, 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 of the theater, you know, and it, it's so positive. And I think that's why it's such a good place to be. And, can you feel that energy when you know when you go in there in the mornings? You you can, you can, and you know um, as suggested by the, uh, the ladies from Belmont, I've got to the point. Some of our committee members uh, think I'm I've lost my marbles or I'm off my rocker or something because I usually start my day out. I when I come in to the theater, I uh, tell who, whatever's here good morning. I basically um, say to them what the plan is for the day if we have a, a movie matinee or if we have a function going on i let them know um i uh also um a lot of times when i leave at night especially after a show or whatever i thank them for their help um any any help that they were um for the show or event um, i thank them for their cooperation and uh, not causing trouble, you know, um, not giving us any headache or whatever, because there for a while they, they really did. I mean, and I don't think it was, uh, I think it was more mischievous than anything or curiosity because they were messing with the sound equipment and they were messing with the video and, and they were hiding stuff and they still do hide stuff. But, and it's, it's crazy because now if you, um, basically if you confront that nicely, um, whatever's missing will reappear within just a little while, but it'll be in a location. You'll, you'll find it in a little while, but it'll be so out of place that, you know, it was placed there by someone or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I like that. I like that they're mischievous and that they're not out to, you know, quote, get you or scare you away, you know, uh, can you give us an example of some of the things that have gone missing and then showed up? Um, the biggest thing was um, our DVDs. Um, we, we actually, um, our movies come on DVD format here. And uh, like uh, tomorrow's matinee, I have the DVD laying right there by the projector ready to go. And, um, you know, I may come in tomorrow and that DVD will not be there. And... Uh, I say something about it and it may appear in another part of the theater and I'll stumble onto it. Well, I don't know how it got there exactly, but, and then I'll thank them for giving it back. And, uh, um, you know, then, then too, um, um, sometimes though, uh, things that we've seen, we'll close the door and, uh, it's a door that has a latch just you know open on its own um i've closed a couple doors here and three four minutes later the door just opened um i'm like okay if you want it open just leave it we'll leave it open right. and maybe five minutes later it'll close <laughs> it's like well we can't win so we'll just close it <laughs> here you um, go just yeah just leave them in charge of it yeah, yeah. So um, probably the most, uh, the biggest thing that uh, concerned us for a second was 
and we uh, we actually resolve that issue rapidly. We also host a, uh, you can look, we have a page for that on Facebook. It's called Nightmare at the Monroe. Um, we do a, a fictional haunted house here as a fundraiser. And um, it was either, I think it was during the second night, our last night, um, there were three committee members. We were standing in the lobby uh, facing the, the screen or stage and there, there was three of us that saw a light tower down there, picked up probably a foot and a half off the stage, and it was just like tossed into the seating. And uh, not, you know, none of us can really say it was thrown, um, but it just got tossed out there. And it was, it was far enough out into the seating that it didn't fall. Cool. And there's three, same thing. And of course, you know me I'm, I'm hands and i'm like stop that right now you know it's it's over <laughs> we're done just stop so um we never had any more trouble um that same year we had uh a uh, mannequin that was we had a pressure switch uh set up to where when you would walk past it and step on it the mannequin would scream and for no reason, with no one back there, that thing kept going off that night on its own. So we went and took it out, and um, no issues with the sensor or the pressure switch. Um, put it back, and it started all over again. And uh, so we just we did away with it, took it out. And then here recently, we put uh, motion sensors on the stairways uh, when the kids are here for the arcade so we know when they go upstairs um, just so we can keep an eye on them. And um, I think it was last week, one of the sensors on the middle staircase uh, went off and we checked and there was nothing there. We just got back down here and it went off again and we went up and there was nothing there. After about eight times, I said, okay, guys, look. Don't act like these kids. We'll take these things away. They're not toys. We'll take we'll take them out. And it never happened anymore, and, and hasn't happened since then. So I mean, they're they're very responsive. When you know, when we have, if we notice or we suspect that it's something like that, um, there's they respond to us. I mean, they without physically talking back and forth, uh, they listen. Um, and we also respect them too. Um, you know, I, I discussed with the ladies from Belmont County that, um, you know, we, we didn't want to, we don't want to upset them. Um, but they said that they do understand the, uh, the spirits here do understand that our renovation, they feel, um, they know that we're restoring the theater to what they knew. Um, they said that's why we're not having a lot of problems. If we were turning it into a bowling alley or a shopping center or something, it may be a different story. Um, but it's it's not. We're fixing, basically fixing what they knew and loved, and that's that's what they're going to get when it's all done. And um, when the paranormal groups come in, um, you know, we always tell them there's a group coming to see them. Um, they don't have to talk. It's not like they're on stage they don't have to do tricks on demand or anything if they want to respond respond if not they don't have to and um if they don't like how the people approach them they don't have to do anything and we also you know we've verbalized with them that this is your house i understand you have the, the capabilities that one leave and that's okay we're okay with that if they're doing something wrong, by all means, this is your house. And we have had, believe it or not, two groups that left just a little under an hour. Both of them went running out of the theater. Neither group will talk about what happened or why. Um, they don't want to discuss the experience, but they did run out, and that was it. Hmm. Yeah, I've got a feeling they were probably doing something they shouldn't have been doing or messing with something they shouldn't have been messing with. That's kind of, you know, the, the ladies had advised us, they said, you have a classic situation that is adding, and you need to protect that above 
all else. You know, you don't want to destroy that. And they said, please do not let people bring in a bunch of crystals or uh, Ouija boards or do seances or, you know, anything like that. So we don't. And, you know, we've made that known to whatever's here um, that we don't allow that stuff. And I don't know if they brought something like that out and they kind of did whatever they had to do to um, get their attention, but obviously they did. And uh, we had a uh, one night, we had a young boy and girl that were investigating here. And of course, I always leave my number in case there's something, they have a question or something's wrong. And I was just getting ready to um, go to sleep for a little while, and the phone rang, and it was the young guy, and he asked if I could come to the theater right away, and I said, yeah, I'll be there in about 12, 14 minutes. So I jumped up, threw my shoes on. You could tell he was shaking. So when I got here, they were waiting at the front door on me, and I come in, and I ask him what's wrong, and uh, he said, at first, he said, don't get mad. He said, we were on FaceTime with my mom because she couldn't come with us tonight. But we were on FaceTime with her. She was telling us things to ask and, you know, things to do or whatever. Um, and I said, that's fine. We didn't have a problem with that. And he said, um, we were over by an old Victrola there in the lobby. And his mom had said, ask him if they can play music. And he said, um, it was about that time the battery went dead, uh, just totally drained on their um, tablet or whatever it was they were using. And um, they were trying to mess around, figure out what that, and see where their charger was. And he said, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there was music started playing. (laughs) And I asked him, I said, what kind of music? And he said, oh, you know, something my grandparents would have listened to. And we just kind of laughed. And this kid was covered in goosebumps. So I could tell that he was very serious. Something really did kind of get his attention. And right. uh, so I asked him, I said, well, where was it? How loud? And he said, it sounded like the whole band, man. It was right here in the lobby. He said, it was loud. <laughs> so um, he thought we had planted a speaker or something. And I spent probably 20 minutes in here moving stuff, uncovering stuff, you know, there was nothing there. Um, and, uh, um, I thought that was incredible. Well, we did have like a, a pet camera, like a pet cam that we would check in just to make sure that they were okay. And he asked me about that. He said, does that record? And I said, it does. And he said, well, that's pointing right at that area. He said it would be on there. And I said, yeah, you're right. It would. So we pull up the camera, and he he told me it was it happened at like 11:51 or something. He called me at 11:52, so we ran it back, and that camera actually went black at like 11:46 and didn't come back until like 12:04. Oh wow! Yeah, totally blacked out. And I said, well, hmm. you know that tells me a lot right there. I said because I understand that's a common thing too. And uh, we've actually had two groups here now that have claimed to hear music. And um, uh, the one said it was coming from the stage. It was very faint, but they they could hear the music coming from the stage. And it sounded like a older uh, bluegrass or, you know, something. And um, so it's not it's not something that we're it's not something new to us. Um, you know, when they claim that, it's like, already been there, done that, it's okay. You know, there's, there's music. It's not happened to <laughs> right. us, but, you know, it's it's terrified two groups of people. So, yes, there's music. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. Um, has anyone ever, like, seen anybody? Like like in period clothing from you know back in the day. No, we've not we've not actually seen any full body apparitions um, at any point in time yet. Now um, the ladies and actually another group that investigated here, um, I can't remember where they were from, 
they said the same thing, which was, um, we're getting ready to put in a balcony. And when it's done, it'll appear that the balcony was here in 1939, but it will actually be a brand new balcony. And um, they said that it was built, new construction. Um, they made the comment, they said, one day you'll be down on stage or something, and you'll be cleaning, or you'll just be down there doing something, and you'll think you saw something or someone in the balcony. I said, yeah. They said, you probably will. Because they're going to be curious about it because it's new. And they're going to be coming out to check it out. And they said, we don't, we still don't think it's going to be anything bad. They're just not going to know. And we, you know, some days I feel like a fool, but not either. Because it's kind of kept everything for the most part in line, I'll say. Um, I try to, if I can remember... I try to, you know, let them know what's going on and uh, let them uh, explain things to them so it's not a surprise or, you know, so they know what it is or know why or whatever. Because, you know, it's it's 2023. If, if they were here from 1950, there's a lot of things. Well, just like this laptop computer, they have no idea what that is. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it... it it's good that you do that, and I think a lot more people should do that also, you know. Um, you know, I don't want to get off track too much, but I lived in a house, and we had a lot of paranormal activity. And when we redid the hallway in the, re in the main uh, restroom of that house, my cousins were actually doing it. And he was explaining to us what he was going to do the next morning when he came in, you know, to start working. And he kept looking down at his arm, and he thought my other cousin was grabbing his arm, and he's like, he gets to the corner of the kitchen and he's like where you can see everyone and he keeps looking down at his arm while, while he's talking and then he walks across the kitchen to me and he grabs my arm and he says dude it feels like someone's grabbing my arm really tight you know mm -hmm. and the next morning when he came in he had four fingerprint bruises on his arm oh wow and i think it was yeah i think it was the previous owners didn't want him working on the house but that house it was a good house too you know it, there was nothing bad there right you know it was it, it was all good and, and you know, I'm sure like the other team that, that you talked about who called you up, they got scared, but whatever it was, it wasn't trying to scare them. No. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and, I, yeah. and, you know, and, you know, I told them, I said, now, I said, I don't want you to leave here with a negative attitude or, you know, I don't want you to be afraid of the theater. I said, you have to stop and think about something. I said, you asked if they could play music. And I said, <laughs> they did. I said, right. all I can say is be very careful what you ask for. If you're not ready for the response, ask for it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. pretty simple. Yeah. What's been the feedback that you've gotten from the teams that have researched or investigated? A lot of the teams have really enjoyed it here. Um, they love the uh, era. It's a... Uh, uh, And think of the Art Deco. It's Art Deco, okay. Art Deco Theater, and that they, they love. Um, they love the fact that we're keeping an Art Deco, and um, um, the experience. Um, they every group gets a little bit of something, and you know we just had a, a, a couple in here and some team over the weekend. And he said, you know, they've been doing it for like 15 years or 18 years or something like that. And he said, you're not going to get a lively response every time you go into a, a place. He said, you can, you can investigate a place 20 times and every investigation is going to be different because they may not want to talk tonight. Right. And he said, you may have an absolutely fantastic investigation with all kinds of activity. And I come here and I have nothing. He said, because they may not like my attitude or they may not. He said, there's reasons. He said, they may not want to talk to me. Right. And he said, there again, that's all how you come at them. Um, but uh, most of the teams have really enjoyed it here. Um, they've all pretty much walked away finding something 
or confirming something. Um, several of them have talked to, which he is our, our we like Vincent. He's pretty cool. Um, he was either a, a uh, from what I understand, he was, was uh, an usher um, in the 50s. And he's the most talkative. They interact with him a lot in the lobby. And they have interacted a few times with him, they believe, upstairs in the projector room. Um, we had one of our girls now. Uh, the group last night was actually going to dig into that if they could get him to respond. Try to get that answered for her. Um, she could actually someone walking up the stairs behind her. That was like three or four steps behind her. And she was wondering if it might have been Vincent. And so they were going to try to find that out. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, he's, he's the most. There's others here. Well, we know, we know there's others here. Right. The man on the stage, um, different, different tones of voice. Um, it was the first time the ladies were here. Um, they came out into the lobby, you know, and they're kind of speaking in general. And they were they had parts of it on camera, and they were showing us, and she kind of walked in the front uh, reception area, and she says, I wonder what they do out here. There's a EVP that says pizza. And I said, well, they're right. We sell pizza. <laughs> That's pretty good. So, yeah. It, it, it's crazy. I mean, and they're, you've just got to be like basic about everything. And it's cool. Um, they, I, I, I'm pretty sure that when they had, they visited here once, they came with two or three of their uh, instruments or gadgets, I call them, uh, turned on when they got mm -hmm. here. And I swear these spirits either know or can sense when those two ladies are coming. They absolutely love them. They basically met them at the door. They walk in, the stuff's going off. You know, they're having, they're they're getting all kinds of little things happen as they walk in. And right here in the lobby, um, uh, and that, their SLS cam, they they've picked up. Uh, there's different areas that they almost always get a uh, little stick man on there dancing around. Oh, yeah. And uh, one that's a surefire, and we, we've actually done a little experimenting with this. Um, but you got to think, back in the 50s and 60s, rating the projectors was pretty much a man's job back then. The ladies didn't do anything like that in the 50s or 60s. And um, so if you're up there with the SLS cam, Anybody that messes with the old projectors or touches them, the stick figure will appear. He, he's right there like he's watching over it. But what's funny is we've noticed when a female goes up there, he'll get between her and the projector. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. it's, and then you can see his arms and stuff are going like he basically like he's operating the projector. Right. And, right. um, there's been nothing out of line happen up there either, but it's comical that uh, um, that that happens. You know, when the ladies get up there close to the projectors, he's right there. And then uh, one of our uh, theater members that's kind of, uh, he was kind of skeptical, but uh, also very interested. He went with them and he told me, he said, I don't know if it was, EMF or what it was, he said, but one of those little uh, tools that they had, he said, we got upstairs, he said, that thing just went off the chart. He said, it, it was just nuts. And um, he said, I'm a believer now. He said, <laughs> he said, I absolutely believe we've got something here. He said, but, I, but two, I'm not afraid. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. We, we want people, we don't want people to be afraid. Um, yeah. And, you know, we've had some groups, um, we've had some groups come here. They are upset when they get here uh, because we didn't have any um, 
people cut up with a chainsaw and their bodies thrown in the basement or, you know, whatever. Uh, right. No. The, the biggest thing that uh, probably happened here was the fact that the, um, the theater was bought out of bankruptcy and it was just, you know, the, the, the time of the uh, Great Depression into the recession and it was a time of people not having money and right. you know it was just uh, when you look at the theater i've even often talked i'm like man they really whatever they could get their hands on because there's just like all kinds of different brick there's uh there's, <laughs> there's even some wooden blocks that they just cemented in well, and on the inside <laughs> and they said well yeah it was you know you're talking great depression so whatever they could get that's what they were going to use use mm -hmm. and um when we're all completed we're estimating that our, our theater um we see uh 299 right now and uh balcony when we get okay. what's that no 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 I, I, that's pretty cool yeah we actually put the real seats in. We're expecting that uh, we'll seat 350 downstairs and about another 250 upstairs. That is awesome. That is really cool, man. Yeah. And uh, I, I kind of want to backtrack a little bit because uh, you've told, uh, I, I've heard a story about Vincent, how you, how you got the name yes. and what you did for him uh, when you got the vest for him. Would you mind telling that story, how that all came to? Yes. Um, <laughs> When we uh, had it was it was really, um, really weird. Um, they had called and said that they would be coming with the evidence to reveal about a week after they investigated. Uh, we reached out to uh, one of the Fleemans. It was a granddaughter. Um, the Fleeman family were the original owners of the theater. Mina Fleeman built it, and. Um, Glenn and Mildred operated the theater here in Woodsfield for pretty much its life uh, from 39 to 77. And um, when the ladies um, let us listen to that EVP and it said, I am Vincent, everybody's looking at one another like we have no idea, you know, that doesn't mean anything. Well, the granddaughter said, let me make a phone call just to check. So she called an aunt or somebody, and she's like, oh, yeah, there was a Vincent work for us in, like, mid-50s. You know, he's really cool, like kids. <laughs> just kind of giving a little rundown that Vincent was a legitimate name from the Monroe Theater. And um, so we're like, oh, well, cool. We've got one that's named now, you know, because we're, we're still at the point where we're not 100% sure. And um, um, so when they said, you know, he would have been like an usher, whatever, I jump on eBay and I'm looking at like to see if I could find anything like 1950s vests or jackets or, you know, what ushers would have wore. So I did. I found the 1950s red velvet corduroy usher's vest that was in pristine condition, and I bought it. And we also got a, a gold nameplate that says Vincent, and we put the nameplate on the vest, and um, uh, we had intentions of just hanging it upstairs. It wasn't to scare anybody. It was just that we recognized Vincent, you know. Um, and so we didn't forget who he was. To a, and um, shortly after that time, when, when I got the vest in, the ladies were coming back to Gation, and uh, Tracy asked me if uh, uh, her and Tammy could give the vest to Vincent if they if they could get him to talk. So they were here in the lobby and uh, they got him to start interacting and everything. And, and if you go on the uh, Haunted Historic Monroe Theater page and you go back through some of the videos, you can actually see where they had the, uh, I don't know if they used a rim pod there or what they used, 
I can't remember, but anyhow, um, you can go back and see where they were actually giving Vincent the vest. And, uh, you know, they said that he was just basically ecstatic. He was, he was very pleased that we, uh, uh, I don't know whether you want to say him or what he was pleased that we recognized him and that we respect him. And we do. And like right now, the vest is upstairs in the projector room where he most likely, there, there was a coat rack up there where they would have hung their coats and stuff. His vest is hanging and that's where it will continue to hang um, because that's his. And, uh, um, you know, it was just incredible. Uh, and they, they use they use laser grids, cat balls, uh, REM pods, uh, spirit boxes, uh, SLS cams. I mean, I've I've seen so much equipment come in this yeah. building, and yeah. they've got chest cams and and uh, body cams and you know trail cams and all kind of cameras. And uh, there was one group here one night that came in. They had their the guy said, "No, I know. I had everything, brand new batteries and everything." And they get here and they turn the stuff on like every battery and every tool died right so they replace all the batteries and throw them away and they're going about three or four minutes or whatever and they died again <laughs> and so finally the third time they put the batteries in and they were okay and he's like these are all brand just really odd and uh, but that that group actually uh, got a lot of different sounds and bumps one night. And I remember uh, one group that was here, I watched a video with them. Uh, they were comical. They had done the flashlight test upstairs, you know, where you put the flashlight down. Right. If the answer it on or, you know, turn it off, whatever. And uh, they had these big old, I don't know what they were, but the handles were like 20 inches long. They were metal. And the, the front end where the light was, was probably 8, 10 inches. I would love to have had one because I said they were like probably like an old railroad light or a coal mine light or something back in the day. They were just awesome. What they were using, and they're all sitting down here in the lobby, and... I see the one lady, she looks straight up over her head and she's like, who turned that light on? And then it went off and she looks down, she looks back up, well, it comes back on. And she's like, it just came back on. And one of the girls that was with her said, oh, that was our flashlights. We were doing a flashlight test. They, they must be playing the flashlights. So she's like, and the girl says, I'm not going to. So they went through like they went through like five minutes of who was going to go get that flashlight. In the meantime, it just kept blinking on and off. And you can actually see it in the video. You know, you can actually see it blink on and off. And uh, I don't, I'm not sure who did end up going up to get it, but they weren't. Uh, somebody had even mentioned something about shipping. You know, shipping it to them or. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, now we, um, and one thing when people come here, uh, get all cranked up, um, we, we try hard to make sure that we don't like give anybody the wrong impression um, or we don't want to over dramatize anything um, because we don't want to disappoint people. Plus two, we don't want to lie. Anytime we can debunk something, we do. Right. And there's been a couple things that I've actually sent to the ladies, and I'm like, what do you think of this? This this is what I'm seeing. And they're like, oh, great, great job. Yeah, you, you've nailed it. And, um, you know, I I determined it was not paranormal, um, that it was this or that. And uh, um, so I've kind of learned from that. I'm starting to learn different things to look for. And, you know, even some of the th stuff that we posted that other people shared, 
we've had viewers come in and say, no, that's not right, because here I'll explain to you why. So then we would, you know, that it was debunked and explain what, what you know, what the situation was. So, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're trying to be very uh, uh, transparent as far as that, you know, all that goes. Um, and just because it is what it is, you know, let, let them come and experience it. Um, and if they do, if they don't, you know, we, we maybe it was a day they just didn't want to talk or be very active or whatever, but, uh, uh, it's, it's insane sometimes. Um, last night or Saturday night when we had the father and son here, uh, while we were talking, they, uh, there was a couple knocks that were unexplained, like right at the wall behind us. That was an interior wall. And he said, there, there was a knock. And he said, was there anything that would have caused that? And I said, no, maybe Vincent, you know, <laughs> but, um, and I told him, I said, just a couple weeks ago, I saw, I was talking to somebody uh, down by the stage and I said, you know, about, and I kind of knocked on the front of the stage and uh, it was evening. And I said, you know, I've not had anybody respond to, or I've not had anybody say that they've done the knock test where they knock back. And as soon as I said that, there was like two short knocks that sounded like they were maybe on the stage floor. And I'm like, okay, we're good. We'll <laughs> just wrap things up and let you uh, do what you need to do tonight. And we're good. And uh, we also um, do, when we're not here, we also do uh, keep a ghost light on stage. I don't know if you're familiar with a ghost light or not. Um, but we no um, ghost lights. There's there's two explanations for a ghost light. Basically, what they are is a uh, pole lamp. Most of them are like old antique pole lamps. That's what ours is, and they are like pole lamps, and they have a uh, clear or Edison type bulb. Some of them use the new bright neons in the bigger theaters or the new LEDs. And they have a wire cage around the light in case it falls. Um, okay. A lot of the theatrical people believe that a ghost light has to be left on at night uh, to light the stage for the spirits that are there so they can perform and have the stage. And if you have a ghost light, it keeps them, at, uh, keeps them peaceful so they won't okay. interfere with the production. And they were talking about uh, something about the the old saying when they say go break a leg, um, right. so nobody's injured or you know anything like that. And there's a lot of uh, theatrical people. You know, we had some uh, that were just up the river from us, and that was one of their questions. They said, "Do you have a ghost light?" And I said, "We don't." And they said, "Well, we won't come there." Um, and that was that was the end of it. Um, when we went to the National Historical or the National Historic Theater Convention, it, it, last year it was held in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, we were at the, excuse me just a second. We were at the uh, uh, State Theater and we went in there and sat down and I was telling Mick because he wasn't sure what a ghost light was. And uh, I said, right there, right there's a ghost light. That's what they look like. And he said, I've noticed all the theaters we've been in has had one of them. I said, okay. we, we've got to have it. So in that uh, presentation for that theater, they actually touched base on the ghost light. And, uh, of course, the theatrical side, you know, believes that it keeps the spirits um, calmed. Right. And um, the other thing was and you got to look like i told him i said this makes total sense i said those theaters uh the theater we, we were in that night seated like 5500 okay it had like four lobbies back to the actual auditorium there were no windows except the front entrance so by the time you get to the auditorium you couldn't see your hand in front of your face so 
the other idea about the ghost light is that they place them out toward the outer edge of the stage. That way, should a maintenance man or anybody be in there at nighttime and be wandering around, they're not going to walk off the front edge of the stage. The ghost light would illuminate where they can at least see where they right. And so after the mech, he's like, uh, why don't we have one of those? <laughs> and I said, well, we can get one. So like three days, we had a ghost light, and that's been a part of the theater ever since. Cool. Yeah, and not as, not as you described it, I think I've seen them before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Cool. Well, we're coming up at the end of the hour here. If someone wants to investigate this, uh, the theater, who do they contact? How would they contact you? They end up they end up talking to me anyhow. Um, they can email us at Rick R I C K at the Monroe Theater and theater our theater is spelled T H E dot com. Rick at the Monroe Theater.com, or they can uh, message us through Facebook. Um, we can get that way, or they can call us at 866 537 0413. And, um, you know, we're happy to set up an investigation. Um, we've had people come from all over the country uh, traveling. We just had, we, we just not long ago had people here from Nebraska. Um, we, we've got followers from, uh, outside the country. We've got donations from outside the country. Um, I don't know how or why, but our little hometown theater is actually making a big splash across the nation. I mean, there's a lot of people that are paying attention to us, uh, watching what's going on. Uh, they're, you know, they'll message They'll comment on some of our posts or videos. Um, they've given donations to help support this or that. And I just think it's phenomenal. You know, there are just so many people interested in this little theater. Well, you know, you're a good guy, and I'm sure the rest of the staff there are great people too. And I think that's you're a big part of why people want to go there. And I think uh, the spirits that are there, the people that are still there, are very friendly and very respectful as long as you're respectful to them and right. you know and uh i think that's why people want to go there yep. you know and I, I and i think i think i think what you've got there is, is 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 a great thing man and i think you're doing a great job it's classic so yeah yeah and, and, exactly, and we, do, yeah. we do have a really good team uh, here we we've got we've got a, a good team of uh, volunteers um everybody can't be here all the time but they do what they can and we just deal with it you know if we're shorthanded we're just shorthanded um we hope we're not shorthanded but sometimes it's it's volunteers and everybody can't be here every second right 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 yeah well you know and like i said i think you guys are probably you know you know the rest of the crew is probably great people and i think that's why um you know the people that are still there are uh are so uh i guess pleasant is is is, is a good word and, and very wholesome really for that matter yes yeah so uh, yeah, so if anybody has any uh, desire to go there and have some, just some, hopefully just have a good time. Ab and, and absolutely, and and we've got, um, you can find us at the historic, the historicmonroetheater.com. Um, there's a little bit about the paranormal one there. Um, we actually have uh, the haunted historic Monroe Theater Facebook page. Then we have the Monroe Theater Facebook page. We keep them separate. And because there's okay. a lot of things we want to post about the paranormal and the hauntings and stuff. And we don't know up our main page. Um, and not that it would be cluttering it up. It's just two different audiences, two different, you know, two different things. And, uh, right, right. Um, but we just, we love what we got here. Wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. <laughs> well, that's good, man. And, uh, uh, and we, I'm really, really, really happy that uh that that you did the show like i said man you're a great guy and i think you've got a a, a a great place there man i hope maybe i can make it out there one day you're you're always welcome we you know when you come in here we treat people like they're friends that we just saw yesterday uh, you're <laughs> you're always welcome at the monroe theater guaranteed you'll be greeted with a smile we're glad you came well cool beans man uh 
Mr. Rick, thank you so much. Um, anything else you want to add or say? I, I think I think we covered a lot. Um, um, yeah, we can stay in touch, and if anything pops back up, you know, we can put it out there again sometime. Um, okay. Absolutely, it's uh, the Monroe's a special place. Well, cool. I appreciate you doing the show, and I appreciate everybody in the chat room. And you guys always do a great job. And uh, I've got a show next Monday. I can't remember who's it with, but uh, there's a show next Monday. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, Mr. Rick, man, yeah, let's stay in touch. And if you have anything you want me to share sure. on Facebook, on TikTok, or whatever, send it to me, and I'll share it out to Absolutely. Whoever. Thank you so cool. much. Thank you, too, sir. And uh, everybody else, you guys have a great night, and we will talk to you guys later.